the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Busy Monday, recapping uh, some of the high school action, the college action. I was kind of giving my account of a homecoming weekend. Matt Lively now joining us from Channel 6, and he was on the scene for that Baylor-Kansas game the other day after a full night of high school activity. And, uh, Matt, great to have you. Good to see you up there in the uh, the press box. And uh, it was uh, it was a uh, – boy, it, it, it looked like it was going to be just an absolute blowout. And then if the Jayhawks didn't climb back in it in the second half, there, there was no indication, was there, Matt, that that, there, that that game would be any kind of a contest when they, uh, when they went to the locker rooms. It happened. Uh, to, say, to say that I was surprised in the second half would definitely be an understatement. Uh, as surprising as, as uh, seeing you wear a shacket, in October when it was supposed to be 90 degrees the high. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, Baylor <laughs> Baylor was a different team in the, in the first half of the second half. Dave Aranda joked about it in the post-game press conference saying that we all sort of saw what happened. But, I mean, that's how Baylor's just looked at times this year, and we've seen it on the road now at West Virginia and in Provo uh, and against Oklahoma State. But it's like something goes off. And it's a totally different ball club. And they got lucky there in the fourth quarter where they had a really impressive drive when their backs were against the wall. It was a one possession game. And gosh, are we impressed by Richard Reese or what? I mean, a true freshman has really anchored and carried this offense in some of the biggest spots this year. So I thought they they got bailed out a bit by him in that fourth quarter, uh, but definitely troubling that that's where that game went. And if it was, Maybe an opponent that had their stuff more together than Kansas with a backup QB. Baylor might lose that game despite being up 28-3. to Yeah, are you with me? Let's lobby to bring the young Richard Reese out after one of these games. I feel like if you run for 180 yards and a couple of touchdowns on homecoming, that, uh, you know, let's get him out in front of the media because – as Coach said, he's not. It's not like he's scared to be in public. He is the bass player at Chapel and uh, plays in the kind of the praise band. Uh, that's David Wetzel over there on lead guitar, and uh, they get some good praise and worship music going. I believe they do their chapel on Monday. I'd love to attend that, by the way. Would love to see Richard Reese. Now, Matt, that would be a good thing for you to try to get on video. That's a story you ought to ask to do, to go – cover one of those chapel services and get some footage of the young running back and of course they'll say oh man this is private we're not allowed to bring y'all in there but i i could see brent brent is real this new uh, pr football pr guy I, I he is he's a really cool guy I'm, I'm really enjoying being around him so matt that's my story idea of the day for you and curtis is to go cover one of those chapel services because would not wouldn't that be fun to see the Baylor star tailback play in the base? I'm I'm with you, man. I hope Chris Williams isn't listening right now. He's going to try to steal that story away. I, I I I love Brent, super nice guy. I don't know if we get that access though. I don't know if we get into the into the choir room. Uh, and, and then I mean, Dave Aranda said that. Richard Reese is like stone faced up there when he's uh, 
Yeah. When he's playing, there's no expression on his face. He's very humble and modest, which is why he thinks he's so successful. So who knows? Maybe he shuts down if the camera comes in there. Maybe maybe he has some musician stage fright with a camera. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Well, Stoneface takes on a different definition with some of your former classmates at Arizona State. Oh, Mosley, have some respect for the Sun Devils. That's a low blow on a Monday afternoon. You might not be wrong, but I wasn't referring to that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Richard Reese is an utmost uh, respectful citizen, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, some of the things wafting from that campus. I've stayed uh, close to that campus before, so I know about that. In fact, during a Super Bowl that I covered out there, I was right there on your campus walking some of the same places. That would have been probably before you made it to campus when that Super Bowl was out there. But I did, as we've talked about, climbed a mountain, and uh, as they call it, in, in in a pretty neat time out there. Matt Lively on from Channel 6 on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. That's going to be fun. Boy, having you on today. Joey McGuire set to come on tomorrow. Uh, Matt, what is I, I like it when you kind of get involved in one of those news conferences uh, like today with with uh, Dave Aranda. And I, he, I do think he has an affinity and really likes Joey. But obviously, this is a different type of week. Uh, they're very different people. One is all loves professional wrestling and and has some kind of relationship with like uh oh who's the who's the uh the the famous Ric Flair, the famous wrestler, and one yeah. is an introvert, very quiet, doesn't change his facial expression. The only thing he really does is he he hits people on the rear really hard during games at times. Um, uh, talking about Dave Aranda, very contrasting styles. What was what was Dave's message? Because this is really the only time uh, we get to ask Dave about the upcoming opponent. What was Dave's uh, vibe today when when asked about uh, preparing for a Texas Tech team that suddenly has a lot of momentum? Well, he brought it up pretty immediately saying that there is going to be familiar faces in this game. And um, he has so much respect for Joey McGuire is is really what he emphasized. And above all else, he wants to see that staff. Many of them were his at one point succeed in Lubbock, succeed in the Big 12. He said not necessarily on Saturday when his own team rolls into town, but he definitely wants to see Joey McGuire uh, do do good things. I'll say this. uh, When I was – just getting here, I, I saw Joey McGuire at a couple of practices, but I didn't really get to know him as he took the Texas Tech job. But at Big 12 Media Days this summer, uh, the, the Texas Tech guys, my God, if they didn't adapt to Joey McGuire, they're up there singing at the microphone, uh, you know, just being rambunctious and fun. And as college students should act at a Big 12 Media Day, I thought it was great. And here comes Joey McGuire walking over and in my head, I thought, Oh no, he, you know, he's about to lay down the hammer, tells him this is not how we act. This is not how we do it in front of the media. Joey McGuire gets up there and joins them, hugging on them, <laughs> telling them how much he loves them. I mean, I was blown away. It really is the, you know, proof that you can win and it doesn't have to be one way. It doesn't have to be the Dave Aranda way. It doesn't have to be the Joey McGuire way, but it was great to see a different sense of a coach and, I mean, I would have loved to have seen Joey and Dave in a room uh, over there at Baylor because I, I, they're just so, so different. But 
yeah, I mean, to answer your question, he wants success for Joey McGuire, and I think it's going to be a great game. And you have to assume there's going to be a little bit more juice from these tech players knowing, you know, no bad blood between Baylor and Joey McGuire, but you want to beat your old team. And so I think it's that's going to add to this. Yeah. Well, Joey did want this head coaching job, so it's maybe it's not bad blood, but I, I promise you this has a little extra meaning attached to it and uh and so it it'll be uh it'll be fascinating to watch this thing and joey was i you know he was more of the matt rule school uh and that's who he came up under you know when matt brought him on and and joey played a huge role in matt turning the program around so uh it's going to be fun and nobody'll they'll go for it on every fourth down think about it the, these two coaches <laughs> more than anybody in the country, and the stats back that up, love going for it on fourth down. Tom Barfield will hate it. The man sits up there, and he, he just begs for punts. He loves to see a punt. But these these two coaches, man, if given the chance, they love going for it on fourth down. Now, Matt, I, I want you to have a little time to talk about y'all's high school coverage from the other night. Y'all uh, always make some interesting choices, you know, in your game of the week. I'm trying to think if I, I know there was a big uh, boy Harker Heights had a huge one this week. Yep. There were uh, there were some some different things in the pipeline and boy you've been out in the middle of some of these game of the weeks. Start with the game of the week and then um, also I wanted uh, that China Spring that ended up being a uh, a really really interesting uh, ending to that one. I want you to maybe speak to that game a little bit. Well, uh, yeah, let's start with Harker Heights and Temple. We, we went out there knowing that was going to be the district championship, essentially. Uh, and it, it lived up to the hype of what Harker Heights has built under Jerry Edwards. People told me while I was at that game, this is not the kind of Harker Heights team that existed three, four, five years ago. Kimball came into this one with a four-game winning streak against the Knights, and it didn't, it didn't hold up on Friday. Their defense is legit. Shut out Temple in the second half. They put together a drive at the end there that I believe went more than eight minutes to kill the clock and seal the deal. Uh, and above all else, I got to interview him after the game. Rayshon Stanford, it might be the best running back in Central Texas right now. He's committed to go play at Houston, but he still has Power 5 offers coming in. I know that Utah recently offered him. Parker Heights is a team that, uh, in, in my mind, could make a really deep playoff run despite being in you know at, at the top level. And for them to beat Temple, I mean, that's like a, it's a big monkey off their back, really. And uh, sets a whole new era for this Knights team. China Spring, boy, it's going to be fun if they beat Stevensville again in the playoffs because that was a game that went neck and neck. They had the home field advantage. They barely pull off a win. You could say that there were some head scratchers from the opponent down the end there. So, you know, credit to Tyler Beatty. He takes over a team that Brian Bell wins a state championship with and doesn't really flinch. Uh, I mean, the Cougars have looked just as bit of good, just, just as good as they did last year uh, with no let up. So I've been really impressed with China spring. All right. I love it. Boy, when you and Curtis start talking your high school football, I love the names. I like hearing of these. And of course, then it, I start looking things up and, uh, and, and you said that running back's last name is Sanford, who's so good. Is that right? That's that's committed to Houston. Yep, yep. Rashawn you made me Sanford. St- he, he's you, a, he's legit. Yeah. 
you made me go down a rabbit hole as you were given that great wrap-up of the high school weekend. And a guy that's become a, my, uh, a friend of mine in Dallas, I was just trying to see if there was, could be any relation there. But Ketrick Sanford was an incredible player back in the day at Corsicana High School who went to Houston, of all places, and um, was uh, five six, so would have been maybe at the very end of the SWC days, uh, maybe right about the time Houston and, and, of course, other schools were out of the SWC because he is now 44 years old, so I'm having to do the math real quick. But anyway, I just wanted to tell you, there was another Sanford that came to mind that ended up being a just an incredible back at the University of Houston. All right, so we'll tie all these things together. Um, Matt, good stuff as always, and uh, now tell me, what are y'all's plans? You and Curtis love a good road trip. Um, our buddy Chris <laughs> Williams has been on the road recently. In fact, he's he just um, he, he just decided to stay on the road and was on a beach in Miami last weekend, and uh, and so really having a big time. What are your plans for uh, your coverage of the game on the South Plains next Saturday night? I will be out in Lubbock personally. I'm going to be doing double duty, back-to-back weekends. Lubbock this Saturday, Norman the following, all by car. No airline miles being used for this one. Straight gas, lots of podcasts. Uh, I'll probably need to download some Matt Mosley show from Friday and just mm-hmm. listen to that on the way up. Uh, that, that'll knock off a couple of hours. But hey, I'm open to suggestions. You've got a podcast, a new band I should listen to. I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you know. I've got a couple of singer-songwriters, but you just I was just thinking of, of some old trips to Lubbock. My old my high school girlfriend went off to Lubbock uh, from Kaufman High School, and guess what she took out there? This was and this was a big time vehicle back in the day, the Probe. Ford made something called a Probe. <laughs> Look it up, lively, and boy, you could get you could make it from my hometown to Lubbock in a Probe. In about six hours, six and a half, seven hours. Um, but don't be trying that, okay? Just observe all the traffic laws because some of those, as you get out to West Texas, uh, man, they will they will pull you over in a heartbeat, okay? If you get close anywhere I'm out at this there. Car right now, Mosley, you're, yeah. you had to have a girlfriend in Lubbock. You, I can't believe women weren't coming from all over to date you in this car. No, she. <laughs> no, she had the probe. I didn't have it. I oh, had a. Had I had a. Had yeah, I had a. I had an '84 Buick Century followed up by a an S10 Blazer. Okay, I was. It, this was. This was a a wealthy girl from my hometown. It was not me. Okay. Although you know, Dad did fine. But no, this was the. Uh, this was the Bobovec family. All right, uh, lively enough about that, enough about all that. But uh, good to visit with you. Uh, safe travels, and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. All right, thanks, Mosley. There he goes, Matt Lively. Hey, uh, I knew this would happen. Curtis got uh, married. He's uh, newlywed, and now Lively has to make all the trips as the young single guy at the station at Channel 6. But uh, these things happen as uh, as Curtis kind of grows, uh, gets closer and closer to his 30s.